Hi, my name is Moshe Kindler, and I'm the publisher of The Jewish Link. Hi, this is Elizabeth Kratz. I'm editor of The Jewish Link. And you're on The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. Welcome, Justin. Okay, we're, we're here at, our, at the uh, Jewish Link Pitch Meeting. Okay, we're really excited to be here. Uh, we're happy to have Justin actually cross the bridge. Uh, which is a big deal. Uh, our guest today is uh, Mr. Justin Bresh, who I've probably known maybe for about, f- f- about four or five years, yeah. more or less. Uh, Justin, you're going to have to help us with all your titles, um, and we're just and we're just we're, the, the goal of this uh, of the of the this meeting, this interview, the podcast is really you're going to pitch us a little bit, pitch us okay. about yourself, about your community, about White Plains. Uh, about the town, and uh, if we kind of like what we hear, maybe we'll actually have to write about it in the paper as well, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> that's great. Take, take it away. So uh, I'm Justin Brash. I'm currently the president of the uh, White Plains Council. Uh, I've spent my life in public service. I started, believe it or not, when I was 17. I was the, an intern for then-Congressman Ted Weiss, and I've been involved forever. Uh, when I graduated from college, I uh, served as the Democratic State Committeeman for the West Side of Manhattan and on the Executive Committee of the State Democratic Party. And uh, then I had to, it was time to get married. <laughs> really? So you started and, out essentially as a career politician. Uh, yeah, I've always practiced law. Okay. And I still practice law. Okay. Because like most of us, I have kids in Yeshiva Day School, so uh, that's a good thing. But Can we go back even a little further? Like sure. where were you born? Where did you grow I was up? born and raised on the Upper West Side. Really? Uh, I was <clears throat> confused. I like to say that I was raised confusedox. I, I grew up with, with, oh, I grew up with one set of Orthodox grandparents and one set of Reform grandparents. So we had a very confused upbringing, and uh, ultimately we ended up at Lincoln Square Synagogue, although we were not Shomer Shabbat. I actually had my bar mitzvah with Rabbi Riskin, uh, <laughs> which was quite an honor, and uh, Cantor Goffin, who was the famous chazan there, taught me for my bar mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school there. After school, I went to Hunter College uh, High School, uh, which is a very progressive place in Manhattan, and a really, you know, one of the specialized high schools, a great place. And uh, so I grew up on the Upper West Side, and... Um, uh, I became more observant throughout my life, and when I graduated from college, I moved in with my grandfather, uh, who was 97 years old, uh, and I lived with my grandfather from 97 to 101 in his apartment just oh. a few blocks from my parents on the Upper West Side. He died at 104, and he was my from grandfather. That's so, so beautiful. He had, he had an influence on you, obviously. <clears throat> th- for, throughout my whole life, when I was a child, I always thought there was something very special and very different about him. He cared about people. He didn't care much about materialism. He cared about the world. Of course, he loved Jews and Judaism. He was one of these guys who went to synagogue every day. He was a oh, very open-minded <laughs> type of person. And, uh, and, and European uh, background? Uh, yeah, he was from... Uh, uh, what he would have called Russia today would call Ukraine. He was from Kiev. Uh, he was trained as a jeweler. He was not successful in business. And uh, he was just a, a very inspiring person. He, he cared about the world, cared about people, and boy, did he love Jews and Judaism. Wow. That's amazing. So, so we get from your Upper West Side experience, you moved to White Plains after you got married. That's an interesting okay. story. Okay. How I, uh, so uh, before I got married, I, have, I had a roommate. And his name was Eitan Bellin, graduate of Yeshiva Flatbush. And one day, when we were single and would watch TV at the end of the evening, because I would either do politics or work out, and then we'd sit in front of the TV when I was done, <laughs> when I came home. And he said to me, you know, I heard there's something different going on in White Plains. And this is probably 23 years ago. I'll never forget it. And uh, he said, there's something different going on there. He says, I understand it's a diverse place. It's a down-to-earth place. But all the synagogues seem to get along there. 
And I was very huh. taken by that. I, of course, have never forgotten that. And I was like, that is the kind of, an, I grew up on the Upper West Side where everybody's different and everybody gets along. So I was like, the idea that you could live in a suburban community, which is just like that, was very intriguing. And, and I remembered that. So when I got married, my wife was from Syracuse originally. And uh, she said, I, you know, I need a house in the backyard. So I said, we have to move to White Plains. Wow. <laughs> Although we'd never been there. <laughs> you didn't even bother you to check it out. You sort of had it in your head that this was we, a nice place. At that point, I had two friends who moved there and loved it. And I had two friends who didn't move there because they didn't like the housing stock. And I was like, that's a ridiculous reason not to move somewhere. So needless to say, we explored the community, and uh, it is a diverse place. All five synagogues do get along, and for example, this summer, the, the five synagogues do things for Israel. This summer, I had the honor for the five synagogues of Israel to interview our big advocate, Congressman Richie Torres, on behalf of the oh, five synagogues yes. for Israel, and, and it was broadcast, and it was a lot of people came, and uh, we have a great thing in White Plains. Uh, everybody gets along, and it's really just beautiful, and in general, it's a wonderful community. We have a city where... Uh, uh, where, where people work very hard to bring people together. And I, I, you know, I go actually, ahead. Sorry. I actually didn't realize how, what, how I always thought White Plains was this massive town because we all see anyone who drives through, you see the nice downtown center of White Plains. It turns out I didn't realize that actually it was not even close to being the biggest city in Westchester. But it's one of the biggest cities. It's the second or third. We're actually the first or second fastest growing city in the state of New York. Hmm. So we have thousands of units of housing coming into our downtown right now. And of course, we have to figure out how to manage that. Uh, we fortunately have the infrastructure because only about 70,000 people live in White Plains, but a quarter, of, close to a quarter of a million people work there. Mm -hmm. So we have quite a big infrastructure. So absorbing another 10 or 20,000 residents shouldn't be too much of a big deal. Mm -hmm. The big issue in White Plains is, is it's become a wealthier place, and we're always trying to figure out how to expand our affordable housing. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud to have supported the expansion of our affordable housing. And uh, if you move to White Plains, if you put up a large build development in White Plains, you have to provide 12 percent affordable housing within it, or you have to buy out of it 12% yes and we expanded it from 10 to 12 or 13 and and one thing that I was a big part of when I ran originally was to make it citywide because once in a while somebody builds out of the downtown these big projects and now they have to make that affordable as well and we do have a project like that and I'm proud and you were that. on the planning board for many years as well right? I was on the planning board for a few years I spent many years uh, on the budget committee for the county I was appointed to that and that was a great place when I was raising kids I was that in a Democratic district leader uh, in my neighborhood where, believe it or not, uh, for a volunteer position as Democratic district leader, I was primaried. <laughs> and my co-district leader, who at the time was the president of the city council, Ben Boykin, and I knocked on every single door in our district. I believe it. And uh, we got 81% of the vote. Okay. So that was, wow. Um, Is that physically possible, by the way, too? knock on every single door? In those districts, because we only got, I don't know, a couple of hundred votes. So it's, yeah. it's possible. Right. <laughs> so there's always this, that's, so that... That is a reference to uh, something we've covered in the Jewish Link before, because that's something we're looking for as a theme for our podcast of how have you interacted with the Jewish Link uh, in the past so we can bring you to our readers in a way that they understand best. Um, so what the idea is that we did cover your interview with Richie Torres. It was a big news at the time. And Judy Berger, who's our... Um, New Rochelle-based Westchester reporter for many years now. Uh, I believe she was there that day. And it was, a, it was an interesting kind of event and an interesting idea for us to be having Richie Torres in our paper, especially since he's really on the, the left end of the spectrum and he's uh, 
uh, distinguished himself a little bit in terms of engagement with the Jewish community while also being essentially a member of this far-left progressive he, he is, group. But he's not part of the squad, right. let's be clear Correct. about that. He, he's a progressive, and he's actually my kind of progressive. We share an interest in, and we, we share, uh, as I put, I was with him last, two weeks ago, and I, and I posted on my Facebook that we share a, a passion for affordable housing and a love for Israel, and, and he's a tremendous defender of, of the Jewish people and of Israel and understanding our situation as a community, our vulnerabilities, and actually how decent we are as people and how much we care about everyone and, and, and understanding Israel as a democracy. Mm-hmm. So did, you, did you have any moments of like uh, time? Did you have to spend time with Richie to kind of get to get more friendly with him, to get to see where he's come from? I think a lot of people didn't know where he was coming from. You know, a lot of people didn't they didn't, they didn't really know know him until he came. came I, to I I did not know him until he came to Congress, but certainly his type of person is the kind of person I've been dealing with my whole life. I've been in the Democratic Party since I'm 17 years old. So, and I went to New York City public schools. So I I, I meet somebody like him, and I I can pretty much size him up and figure him out and talk to him and have a great time with him. I can walk, I'm very grateful because I can walk into any room and talk to any person and have tremendous comfort and, and, it, and it's a great thing. And, and uh, certainly as, as the only Orthodox elected official in Westchester, that, that's hopefully something I'm adding to our community. And then I wanna, uh, this, so that's a great answer. It's really, it's broadening and interesting, but I wanna bring us also back to, because you have um, Jewish kids in the various yeshiva day school system and even in Israel, uh, can we talk a little bit about their, your and their interactions with the Jewish link um, in terms of what you get out of it and what is important to you, what sections might be of interest to you and that could we do better with okay well look i'll tell you one thing in my family like i'm sure in a lot of families we look forward to getting the link like crazy now i don't deny i've been in the link a few times you guys have covered me you've interviewed me you've talked to me you've asked me i remember when Mundare jones was elected to congress and he was our new congressman you spoke to me i mean i've spoken to you guys on a number of issues of concern to the community and and and, and to the community in white plains and in westchester and you guys really do great coverage um of course my daughters went to my my son is it fresh so you know everybody wants something else i look of course first for the political news and 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 who you're talking to and who i can learn from and learn about and my kids want to look at the sports and what's going on at the schools the school section is amazing i get to see all my my friends kids there it's a lot of fun it's just it's very exciting and then who doesn't want to look at the real estate section and see what's going on and then yes things to talk about i happen to like money money and investment and finance most people don't know that about me so i always want to read about those things so the link is really great and then of of course, we have to add. There's always divrei Torahs, so <laughs> absolutely. Not uh, often, not as an afterthought, but but I'm sure <clears throat> you didn't mean it that way. No, no, <laughs> no. By the way, I just want to tell you, I love hearing that you're a parent that actually admits to loving and reading the school sections. So. Uh, I absolutely love it. I love it. That's, that's, that's it also true. gives us a sense of who you are and like where someone chooses to send their kids to school has a very broad impact on, of course, their future life, but also on the whole family. Sure. So it helps us sort of understand who you are, what kind of emails you're getting in your inbox uh, at all times, <clears throat> day, day and night, etc. Yeah. But it's helpful. Um, very good. So, and also we wanted to know um, how your community sees, um, sees I guess, I, I would say sees the, the larger Jewish world, how you feel a part of the Jewish world in 
coming from White Plains. By the way, I should say, I think I'm, I have a friend in White Plains who I didn't mention before, Shai Franklin. Oh, he's a great friend. I yeah. saw him last night. He's... And he is on the opposite political spectrum than me and has done the most crazy things politically. And he is also, he's, he lives in White Plains and I think he loves it. He loves living in White Plains. He cares deeply about the community. Actually, he and I once had a fundraiser together for a state assemblyman who ran for Congress and lost for David Buckwald. I mean, he cares very deeply about the broader community and the Jewish community, and you know he's devoted most of his professional life to helping mm -hmm. the Jewish community. So right. yeah. he's a, he's a friend who was over for Shabbat a few weeks ago. And needless to say, we come from oh, a little right. bit different different sides of the left, so we yeah. certainly have our he's arguments. Really, he's and, really uh, an intense political. And but he cares tremendously, and whenever Jews care and want to be involved in the Jewish community, it helps our community. And it's fantastic. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people in our community are worried about. Um, those kind of interactions. Can we get along? About about you know, just on a personal level. You mentioned before about you know, Congressman Torres. Like, are, are those you know, are, are they're worried about you know some of those younger guys coming up in the uh, younger men and women coming up in the Democratic Party? You know, you're, you're kind of a veteran. Do we? Do we have a lot to worry about? Is there absolutely? We always have a lot to worry about, and you know, we we have never had the type of anti-Semitism or acceptance of anti-Semitism somehow that exists now. And, uh, but there's, there's an answer to that. I mean, everyone else needs to be more involved. It is my sense that not enough people know who we are and that we care about them and that we care about the broader world. And we're not involved enough as a community. Everyone needs to get up and pick and choose the way that they want to be involved in the broader community. If you don't want to be in your local Democrat or Republican Party, serve on a local board or a commission for your city, serve in a not-for-profit. People need to feel us, touch us, and understand us, and they don't. I mean, myself, I'm doing, I'm working around the clock, and I show up at everything, and uh, it's very important, and it changes the environment. And you can take on people, because when I was first elected to the council, there were a couple of people from other communities that were saying some pretty bad things about us on social media, and I took them on, and both of them, when, when we stand up proudly for what we stand for, which is sincere and honest and good, people will uh, need to reevaluate their positions, and of course, when you're proud and strong, people don't want to necessarily take you on. So uh, I've had great success with those two people, and that's a tremendous, uh, if, if you ask me one of the greatest things I've ever done for the Jewish people, it was stopping misinformation about Israel on social media. On a local level? Within on a local level, within Westchester County. My base of support or where I'm known and where I do things is Westchester County. I sort of joke around that if you crossed over into Putnam County, they would have no idea who I am or what I do or anything about me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's <clears throat> outside of Westchester, I, I'm, I hear that, you yeah. know, but I do think that it's important for everyone to be involved and it makes a big difference. Have you actually tried to recruit people? I would actually, have you tried to like say, hey, member of Israel, White Plains, Hebrew Institute of White Plains, you know, I, we got to get you, you got to get involved. I say it throughout everywhere I go. In general, I think that we have, you know, our, our, our family structure is, in a, is very difficult because we all need dual incomes to pay for all of this and a lot of people don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So there are people that want to help. There are people who I then I think are afraid to help and I don't know why they're afraid to be involved. You know, we're very, when we show our selves to be the sincere, good, caring people that we are, uh, people accept us. And if you show other communities that we care. One of my favorite quotes was, uh, you know, the, what is your approach to Judaism? And uh, Rabbi Saul Berman, uh, who's from Stern College, was the rabbi at Lincoln Square for a few years after Rabbi Riskin. And he once said, uh, I know why the Haredim are uh, 
circling the wagons and, and protecting themselves. But he said, our job is to bring Kedusha to the world. Our job is to be involved and to bring Kedusha and to bring good things and holiness and, and to show people we're good and we care and I guess sort of an Orla Goyim type of mentality. And I completely agree with that. I think we should all get up in the morning and, and make that happen. I think we have a problem though in that not enough people know us. Not enough people in other communities, particularly in the black and Latin communities, know uh, certainly Jews or particularly Orthodox Jews. And obviously, when you don't know, you have fear and misunderstanding and all the rest. And when people see who we are, they like us. They see we care about them and their communities. And they're, they're, there's a terrible misunderstanding that we don't. And as I said, I work day and night in Westchester and to do what I can. Amazing. <clears throat> About what, what you just said really resonates yeah. with us. Um, I mean, I grew up not that differently from you. I mean, not, I mean I, but uh, that kind of, you know, I was raised, I was told I should be, I could be president of the United States. I mean, no, there were no boundaries in terms of what I could and should be doing. Uh, and uh, it actually bothers me a little bit that, uh, you know, I'm not more involved. I actually, I feel like I should volunteer for, for yeah. teenage, I'm like, run for town like, town council let's, now. Let's find a committee to go sit on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but an interesting thing that I always feel, which is sad, is that, I mean, I'm in the Democrats, and and so I can't speak for others. We need more people involved in the Democratic Party. We need more of our people volunteering to serve on the local Democratic committees and coming 10 or 15 times a year and carrying petition signatures and having just all the other leaders from all the different communities, Asian, Black, Latin, LGBTQ, yeah. you name it, see us, touch us, know we care about them, and then they care about us, and, and a lot of the misinformation fades. And believe me, then they go back to their communities, and you know it, it has it, it resonates, and it's loud, and it works. Those connections work, but you have to show up. I mean, you have to really do things. I mean, interestingly enough, last uh, week ago, Saturday night, I was invited to a uh, uh, to the Slater Center, which is a um, a neighborhood center owned by the city of White Plains, uh, right next to the uh, the public housing. So a friend of mine who I know from the Youth Bureau Board and, and the Police Reform Committee, Katrina Jackson, said, we're having a dance party for all the kids, peace in the streets, uh, dance party. And we're going to bring the cops and the kids together, which is definitely something I'm, I've always worked on. So, you know, my wife and I went. And we were, we were, except for the officers, we were the only Caucasian people there except one other person. And, you know, my wife was in there doing the line dancing and like we had a great time. But, you know, people <laughs> see us, they know us and, 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 it, and, it, and it changes things. That's great. That's great. So I feel like we've, this is like a really great interview. It's been amazing. We, we got a sense even in 10, 15 minutes of who you are, Justin, and it's it's appreciated, like the, your words have resonated. So I guess the idea of the, our meeting today is how can we bring more of your message into our newspaper? Like we want to, we like what you're saying. We've, we're drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, I, ha I find nothing that I disagree with in any way. So basically, how do you see your next piece for us in the paper? Or what can we do for you? What new projects well, are you, you know, involved with? Exactly. I mean, that? one thing that you guys could obviously do is cover more of what I'm doing. And then I can even share with some of my other colleagues, Jewish and non-Jewish, what they're doing. I mean, mm. people, at least in White Plains and in Westchester, would be interested. I mean, we have a lot of... Tr Terrific public servants, and certainly in Westchester and in White Plains, and they're really trying. They're, you know, people get a bad rap for being in politics and government service, and they're actually there are bad people in politics and government service. There are a lot of very good people trying to do good things, and I think that people would be interested to hear from them in the link. Right. I mean, um, you know, there and there and there are people 
that you wouldn't know about, but I'll tell you a, a couple of amazing stories. Uh, I'm very close with our county executive, George Latimer. And sure. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I literally, I mean, I saw him four times this week, and we were at a birthday party with 12 people and our spouses on Sunday night. But people don't always know about his deputy, Ken Jenkins, who's an African-American leader. And Ken Jenkins was the chair of the county legislature, and he will probably be the next um, county executive. And I'll give you an example of what an how you guys should interview and what I'm amazing. I have two stories that are that I've never told publicly. Uh, one was from a while ago in early COVID. My rabbi's brother died, mm. and um, everyone was going crazy. I couldn't even get in touch with George Latimer, our county executive, to figure out what our synagogue should be doing to comply with the rules and to keep everybody safe. I was having difficulty. And my rabbi called me on a Thursday night, Rabbi Greenberg, and he said, um, my brother passed away. We knew he had, had, had COVID. And believe it or not, he's at the Valhalla Medical Center in um, Westchester, and he's on a refrigerator truck lost, and we need to get him out so we can have the funeral before Shabbat. So here I was. I'm a city councilman. Right. Everybody's going crazy. Yep. Nobody has any time and energy. What in God's name am I supposed to do? So I called up my friend Ken Jenkins, the deputy county executive, he got on, and I mean, he hadn't slept in four weeks by that point. And he right. got on the phone, and he made it happen. And you know, that's the kind of person he is. He, he, he you know, and, and everything worked out. And more important than that, a few weeks ago, as you know, there was a tragedy. An airplane went down in Westchester yeah. with two, yeah. two, 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 yeah. two Orthodox, I believe they were Chabad or Hasidish, uh, went down. And um, I had heard about it through a totally different channel of mine. I didn't know that they were Orthodox. Right. One of my colleagues on the city council was a firefighter for 20 years in a different town. Mm -hmm. So he has actually said a terrible thing happened. So I actually had dozed off and my phone rang and it was this lovely person, Ken Jenkins, the deputy county executive. So of course, I got up and picked it up. <laughs> and he said, I have to tell you that this plane went down. It was a couple of Hasidic Jews, Orthodox Jews. And he says, you're my guy. So he said, we want to make sure how do we accommodate their family? What can we do for them? How do we get them food? How do we get them services? We're searching for the body. We can't find it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So can you imagine he called me up to figure out what he could do for the family? So we talked about getting them food and services and places to sleep and all the rest. And actually then my rabbi, Rabbi Greenberg, who's an amazing person, I reached out to him and he said, let's go. And we ran out to meet the family. Of course, by the time we got there, they had found the bodies and, and there was little that we could do. But can you imagine the sensitivity of this African-American leader to call me to figure out how do we, what accommodations do we need to do for the family that's waiting? How do we help them? And I really thought that was very beautiful. And, that was, a big, so that, was, that was a big incident in the community. Yeah. So it's about a month ago, probably, now, yeah. right, for 30, 40 days ago. They're um, from the, for the Cleveland? Cleveland. From yeah. Cleveland. yeah, from Cleveland Jewish community. So an interview with somebody like that, I'm just saying, a person who's a tremendous friend of our community in Westchester is, is probably, sorry to tell such no, a long story. but it's such a good, but, it's a beautiful story, <clears throat> and it shows, it shows the value of you in your place as a shaliyah for the Jewish people, yeah. which is really, Thank I you. mean, it's an amazing place where you are. Like, who knows how you, it's, and the the trajectory of how you even got to White Plains, to me is very surprising <clears throat> because 23 years ago, I thought people were only talking about Teaneck and Bergenfield as a growth place. <laughs> yeah. but, but, my, course, but my roommate, <laughs> as I said, my roommate said to me, there's something different going on in White it's Plains. Interesting, <laughs> right. So it's true. It's different. It's not, it, it, we're not, you're not the shtetl. 
You're right. not the the Teaneck Bergenfield, right. but but, but yet well, you're... you should know our community is growing very rapidly, and we also have a very we have five synagogues that are uniquely strong within their movements. You know, within Reconstructionists and Reform, mm -hmm. we have very strong things. We have a traditional conservative synagogue, Temple Israel Center, which is two blocks from my home, and they have a tremendous Shomer Shabbos community, yeah. and of course we're all in it together, which is beautiful. Yeah. Actually, I just know we got a bunch of calls from Temple Israel Center. A lot, yeah, that's that's true. I, I agree with that. They like the paper. All by everyone lives in the in White Plains. Everyone, the community's all kind of in the same quadrant, the same neighborhood. Of uh, the observant community, yes, and in, in general, yes. It's it's a very diverse area though, but there is a very large Jewish contingent, and certainly all the uh, observant Jews live in that side because you can walk yeah, to the yeah. five. The five, oh, believe it or not, all five synagogues are four of them are really very close to each other, and the other one is just like a mile away. I know you're a member of both shuls. How do you do it? You split you split up the shul. You split up Shabbos, or you or you you get you back, no, you go I, back I, and forth. I, you I, just I, like going to Kiddush I, once I, in a while. <laughs> I go to shul every Shabbat. Yeah, I, I promise. I, <laughs> um, I generally go to the Young Israel. That is what I call my home synagogue to make life easier for my family. Certainly. Where we're active and huge supporters of the Hebrew Institute, and we love them and they love us. And Rabbi Martyr, as you know, is a very yeah, inspiring great. leader. Yeah. I would say that what's what's fun for me, uh, um, hearing who you are and what your pitch is, and really just sitting here and being able to look at you while we talk, as opposed to conference calls and zooms, which is not as not as good at all, is your the place where you are the influence that you've had is really growing and is very positive and we definitely need to have more of Justin in the paper yeah. and in fact I rem I don't know exactly why this it toggles my memory a little bit personally but last uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, we had an interview in the paper with a woman engineer her name was Aviva Oppenheim she's not from anywhere near you are from she lives in Fairlawn now uh, but her message was very similar and was it was really why we put it on the cover which is that she works for the for Port Authority um, she is an engineer a high-ranking woman sitting there being observably visibly Jewish and being that uh, or Ligoyim with in a, in a very, very secular environment and having the opportunity just to be that person that they call saying like, okay, I understand what day Yom Kippur is, but what does that mean for when we have to close the roads? Like she's literally answering people's questions sure. in her office about Jewish calendar. Um, even though that's not her job, she's literally a, a mechanical sure. engineer. But it, it's it's an amazing opportunity, and that's what makes you such a great fit for the Jewish Link and our features, because yeah. the kind of work you're doing is really on is really in our wheelhouse, and the kind of message that we want to be bringing to our community. So we definitely have to get more of Justin into the Jewish Link. And yeah. I guess the last question we want to ask, sorry to like no um, to monopolize my questions, but um, where let's talk a little bit about the future let's let's give us a crazy idea give us like the things that keep you up at night maybe or like one thing that keeps you up at night about that you worry about uh is it about israel is it about how to get to israel is it about your kids staying in america what are what are the sorts of things that worry you that you would like to see more of from us maybe or just generally crazy ideas like just Wild card question. Well, I, my, I, I tell you in general, my thing from a Jewish perspective is Jewish continuity. How do we stay strong as Jews, whether that's education, lifestyle, Israel, 
how do we stay a strong and positive and Jewish community, a Jewish community that cares about everybody, but that is strong? I mean, we see the, the dangers of assimilation and intermarriage, and we have a tremendous challenge, and that keeps me up at night all day and all night. Obviously, the growing acceptance of anti-Semitism on some level really keeps me up at night. We all have to be vigilant, fight, and be involved more. There's no question that if we stay on this traje trajectory, things will get worse. And again, Jews need to be more involved. I mean, and I mean, it's my understanding that AOC is, is, is moving away from our community. And I was on the phone with somebody in National Jewish Things, and I was like, we need to work on that. And we need more people involved in that and in her district. And uh, she needs to hear from us and understand us better and understand our concerns. And the idea that I get the feeling that no one's taking on that responsibility is really painful to me and very dangerous for our community because she's a national leader with a national following and we need commu better communication with her. So basically, <clears throat> as opposed to dismissing individuals who we see as combative to engage them. We need to engage them. Listen, I myself am involved. Um, I have a new congressman now, uh, Jamal Bowman. Right, right. And uh, I engage him and it's it's not always simple and easy and uh, we're trying to understand each other better and, and we're working on it and uh, that's the only way. You certainly, dismissing people and letting them off the hook is never the answer. And when I hear that AOC doesn't have primaries and even if she doesn't have primaries, I get the feeling she doesn't have activists in her district. I mean. Congress members represent, what, about 775,000 people. Are there no Jewish people in her district in New York City who care? I, 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 no supporters of Israel that care, that are, that are communicating with her and trying, you know, that, that troubles me tremendously. As that's I said, a, I spoke- That's a good, that's a really interesting <clears throat> feature that we should work on. Absolutely. I mean, that's, a, almost, this is in our coverage district. area. Yeah. It's, this matters. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. how about, and Jamal, have you, a, a goal. I, mean, I don't think he's going to ever become a card. He's not going to become a card carrying member of Likud. Uh, but uh, like, what's a goal with him would be just to. I think that he's having a greater understanding of the Jewish community and of Israel. As you know, he took a trip to Israel, yeah. and um, you know, I mean, he he tries to point out to us some of the very pro-Israel things he's done. I mean, he supported funding for Iron Dome. You know, he opposes BDS. I mean, he's like, I get a bad rap. I mean, um, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to show him love, and I think he's trying to show me love, and we're trying to understand each other. I mean, he has certain issues uh, with Israel, and, and uh, I'm trying to communicate with him and trying also, you know, listen, a lot of it's education. I mean, I don't think he knows everything or, or certain things, and that's understandable. <laughs> he's an African-American from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I mean, so, you know, and, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're working on it. Well, but, but that's, that's, it's so important to, to understand who a person is and where they come from in order to be able to communicate who we are. So, so with that in mind, I would say that this has been a great pitch meeting. Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you to the link because, as I said, in my family, we love the link. For, for everything. We read so many things, it's unbelievable. Good quality Amazing. control check. Has it, does it come to the house? Are you picking up a shul? Please mm -hmm. don't. Is it coming to the house? It comes to the house, and it's a shul. Good. Okay. Great. And everybody looks forward to it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank God. You guys are doing great work. Thank just, you so much. Just you, this is not for the, the podcast. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary this next week. Just uh, be aware. Just be, and the truth is, actually, I shouldn't say that. We actually have not been in your community for 10 years. It's been, uh, we only really came in about seven, eight years ago. So yeah. we're, you know, we, because of the Bronx Westchester Connecticut paper, which 
is now part of the expanded Jewish League. Which is so, great. Keep expanding. Yeah. Keep yeah. up your great work. Keep Listen, you're informing the community in a tremendous way. And maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but it was very sad when the Jewish Week start, you know, went out of business. I thought that was a very sad thing for the Jewish community. Less for our community, but it kept a lot of Jews who were less affiliated, involved, and connected. So you're doing a great thing by by informing people and educating people and, and entertaining us. Stuff. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Thanks, you. Justin. Thank Thanks you. for coming in thank today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you. Oh, appreciate thank it. Okay, good. Shabbat shalom. Thanks for being with us on the Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. If you would like to participate or be in touch with us in any way, please email us at editor at jewishlink.news and follow us and find our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts.